0: Hi, this is Jody Howe, and it's episode 40. Hi, this is Jody Howe, and welcome to the Air That I Breathe podcast. I just want to share hope from God's Word, offering practical tips that are tried and true that I use each and every day from what I believe will reduce your anxiety and mental storms so you can live with peace and joy even when those storms are everywhere and sometimes unavoidable. I love to bring fun, heart, humor, and truth to this platform to engage and inspire. And sometimes I'm going to bring on a guest or two. So are you breathing a new air, the air of faith, hope, and love? Are you making intentional decisions to strengthen your spirit, your soul, and your body? Well, I'm here to encourage you that each day is a new day of hope, And with that, we can learn to live with peace in the mental storms. So, what is the significance of the number 40 in the Bible? It's really quite fascinating. In fact, it's mentioned over a hundred times in scripture. And this all depends on the translation. The symbolism of 40 in the Bible, it generally symbolizes a period of testing, triumph, trial and through hardships lasting 40 days or years we endure to become more spiritually aware of our need for god i mean there's a lot of numbers that have symbolic meanings in the bible and for instance i love the number 2 well specifically 22 but you know we we see a lot of the number 7 there's the seventh day of rest the sabbath day the number 40 is really interesting because it it's connected to the fulfillment of God's promises, and not all of them are positive, but, you know, it's associated with a time of testing, trials, and judgment. So I'm on episode 40, and thank you for showing up, and thank you for listening. And it's been a labor of love, and I love that word, that phrase, because... Labor of love means it's work. It's work, but it's good work. And I feel tremendously blessed that I've been able to bring you 40 episodes. Y'all, I didn't think I was going to get past three, really. And it's not easy for me to get to 40. Sometimes it's not easy for me to get from 39 to 40. (laughs) You know, life gets in the way, but there's always these little reminders out there that I truly believe are impressions from God when he'll say through someone's words, hey, have you released a podcast lately? And then I'll think, eek, nope, it's been a few weeks. Better get that one out there. It's not an easy process because I do it all myself. I don't outsource to anyone. This is all on me. And yeah, if the day comes and I can uh, be able to financially outsource, I will do it, but it's just not in the books right now. So it's all on me. And so sometimes I just get a little held back, but I'm grateful to be here. And I also want to just throw this out before I get into today's episode, which I want to talk to you a little about an important phrase that I learned growing up, is that if any of you who are listening, if you haven't had a chance to write a review for me, I would just love you so much. I love you anyway, but it would really mean a lot to me if you could go and write a review and, you know, be honest, I'm not telling you to write that I'm a five-star awesome person, but if you feel compelled, please do. But it would just be helpful for my podcast. And also, I want to put this little nugget in your mind to think about. And this, I don't know where my listeners are coming from. I have a lot of people local. Y'all know I live in North Carolina. But for those that live in the continental United States, from an international perspective, I'm not really in that position. But I am now speaking at events and churches. And boy, it would just mean the world to me if you think my message, I have a a lot of messages on my podcast but i've been able to create a 130 minute message that kind of gives a lot of hope to those struggling with mental illness and and the mental struggles if you'd be willing to just give my name to your event planner for your church or if you know of a women's event that's coming up and they have a you know anxiety part of it or just talking about those type of struggles the mental struggles i would love it if you could share my name Y'all know where to reach me. It's www.jodyhow.com. And um, that would just mean the world to me. So, you know, anything to help launch more of this ministry would be great. It truly would. And I'm glad just to give you what I can give you, which is insight in how I have learned that there is a tremendous hope and that moreover in Romans 8, 28, We know that God works all things together for good for the ones who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. And so here is me living out his purpose. So this podcast is for you. You all know I try to offer hope, aligning with God's word, encouraging you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, not because that's what the world tells you to do, Or not because you saw your parents or grandparents go to church, forcing you to do the right thing and believe in God. But if that's why you still believe, then good for you and keep going. I want you to know they were wise family members. I'm sure they weren't perfect, but they had a good perspective and worldview. And that goes for all of us when we want to put forth our time offering in worship and in praise. Learning more about God and just putting him in the forefront at everything we do. You know, with all of the good news, and I air quote that, I fervently want you to know that don't ever think I, I'm not aware of the naysayers and faith deluders that are out there. I get how hard it is to walk in faith. People are broken, and you know what? They're mean. God knew perfectly well that a walk with his son, Jesus Christ, was going to be a problem. It's right there in a bold warning in Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, I personally have been a huge target of discouragement that lays in my heart from what I've gotten from non-believers telling me how foolish I am, or I have been called crazy. Weird, looked at funny. And I'll tell you something people have avoided me altogether. I've been told that I'm a heretic, a Jesus freak, and so on. And I know that people cringe when I say the word God or Jesus. Heck, I even know people that couldn't even work on my website because I speak so much about faith and that was sickening to them. True story. I know people that were so spiritually abused that they simply cannot open their heart up to the idea that there is a God who loves them because their fathers, their mothers, their priests, their pastors, or ministers, their family, who would claim to represent God in faith, well, those people abuse their spirit. And like broken people, they took on the role of God instead of taking on the role as one of God's children that needs to grow up. Heck, I've even been told that Jesus was just a guy who walked the earth 2,000 years ago with good talking points, but by no means was he a miracle worker, a way maker, or the Messiah. But I digress. When you are confronted with non-believers, think about this. A lot of non-believers believe in humanity. In fact, a lot of atheists or agnostics will say, I believe in one God, and that God is me. We live in a world that has consisted of free will, and at least for our country, for the most part, free choices. And yes, God did give us humanity. But if you go back to the early days of Adam and Eve, they lived freely and perfectly on earth until sin stepped in. And when that sin stepped in, so did free will. Years ago, before I even knew who God was, I was in my car with my mom. I believe I was in my teenage years, and I was starting to feel anxious about life. I remember in that moment, she immediately told me to say these words let go and let God. She told me to repeat it as much as the fear or bad thoughts would come into my mind. I mean, those were very wise words, and they had tremendous power. And I don't ever want you to think, that it is not a good mental mantra to say in your mind, but I'm going to throw another idea at you because it's only been recently that I realize that phrase, let go, let God, it can also be reversed because sometimes we don't have the ability to let go. Sometimes we sulk in fear, doubt, and worry. We feel overpowered by family, by life, by hurt missing the biggest piece of the puzzle which is the trinity piece of the puzzle the holy spirit that gift left from jesus when he returned back to the hand of god the wireless transmitter or receiver that connects us to the father and to the son jesus so you know what lately i've been surrendering to let god let go you see if i if i signal him first He will let it go. He will let this go. He will go before it and fix it, heal it, change it, work it out for good. Because if I could let it go, I would have a long time ago. If I could let this anxiety go, I would have. If I could let this depression go, I would have. If I could let this hurt go, I would have a long time ago. The thing is, most people walking this earth are living for themselves, their careers, their homes, their stuff. A lot of times they don't even live for their spouses or children. And in a way that that's understandable and to some perfectly acceptable. But what people don't realize is that in God's economy, He does want us to enjoy the life he has given us through fruitful careers, a safe surrounding, money to live on, and the ability to pay our bills. Just not live vicariously and solely through it or for it. Not to make it the most important thing defining our existence. Not to make anything an idol above him. Not to make any other name cover the name of Jesus. And what I'm learning with this walk is that he just yearns for us to have a relationship with him through love and communication. He wants us to know his son, Jesus. He desires us to give him our mornings, our afternoons, our evenings, through conversations, through obedience and surrendering to him. And in his word, he teaches us to consider others that are struggling through compassion, love, and prayer. He instructs us to replicate Jesus through service of our time and money to help people through hardship and difficult periods of their lives. He wants us to build our life on his foundation. He tells us in Matthew seven twenty four 24-27, which is the wise and foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. I mean, that's pretty strong scripture right there, friends. God is my rock. I so hope and pray he is yours too. So how do we do this? Well, I've been preaching this about building a relationship with Jesus, but let me reiterate this. Start with saying to the Holy Spirit, if you haven't already, I need you today. I need you now to come into my heart and lead my life so I can build my life upon your love, which is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken from what this world, the enemy is trying to do to me, my family, my world, the world that I'm walking in. Hey, and just as a side note, some of you who may catch those are the lyrics to an awesome song called Build My Life. But it was on my playlist and I was writing this content, so I thought it would be relevant for what I'm trying to share with you today. Okay, so what else can we do? Well, we can learn, invest, memorize scripture that focuses on these six principles. Number one, trust. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him with all your heart, and he will set your path straight. Trust is giving him your all. Number two, faith. Hebrews 11. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What is faith? A blind trust. Number three, hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future what is hope the promise that your days will be brighter and clearer number 4 joy psalms 9419 when anxiety was great within me your consolation brought me joy what is joy feeling blissfully sublime even during the storms of life. Number five, contentment. 2 Corinthians twelve nine through 10. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What is contentment? the certainty of time, and the feeling of norm. Number six, love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always preserves what is love it's finding out that amidst the broken people on this earth they probably do love you in their own way or maybe they just claim to love you the truest of love can only come from jesus christ and if you're blessed with all these riches If you can walk beside the Lord, his promise is so clear and so true. He will always love you, lead you, and save you. Friends, you're not enough on this earth without Christ. That's a bold statement, but it's true. Each day, we need to wake up and say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here to control my mind and all that it will take in. Think and speak. Please, Lord, just meet me here again today. All I want is all you are. I speak a lot about being intentional. Allow me to lay this down in a way for you to understand how God will work in your life. You need to make room in your life for him to do whatever he wants. Surrender. Surrendering is not always a pretty word unless you see the beauty in releasing your burdens, your fears to God so he can do whatever he wants, which according to scripture, it will only be good things because he loves us. And there might be some shaking you up, training, testing, refining, reforming, humbling, why because it his way is better. Trust me. I have tried my way and it fails every single time. My way of control, drive, decisions, my way of living, friends, just take it from me. It's unsustainable. I use this phrase a lot. How is living without God really working out for you? He is my peace when my fear is crippling me. Arms I have to run to when it gets to be too much to bear. Light of the world, his love is always enough. Nothing compares to his embrace. And my heart will sing no other name but Jesus. I pray you start singing that too. Father God, thank you for, for giving us an everlasting life and the promises of an abundant life on earth even if that means through pain through hurt it's refining its teaching it's showing us that you want us to be the best version of what you created on this earth lord i will accept your will your plan and your purpose so please show me what your plan and your purpose is for my life i feel like there's times where I can't expel any wisdom as I'm feeling beat down and old. But I know you've given me a beautiful gift of life and you don't want me to waste it. So I want to know you. I want to glorify you and all I do. So just show me how I can do that. Please renew my heart and show me your mercy as I'm sitting in fear and doubt. I'm weak. And I need your strength, the strength that has brought me along thus far. I need you now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much. This is 40. Actually, it's not 40 years old, but that's another conversation for another podcast. But with that said, thanks again for showing up. I love you and I'm praying for you. I just, I hope you all have just a great end of the summer. As kids are starting school, I feel like this time tends to be a renewal. I'm a fall girl. Anyone who knows me knows that autumn, fall, pumpkins, spice, you name it, it is me. I grew up in upstate New York where you have the most stunning of falls. And August is a good month, but boy, September on is where I just, I get excited about the atmosphere. But moreover, I get excited for you. Because I really believe that God's purpose is going to shine through if you trust in him with all your heart. I'll see you next time. Bye.